Hey, it's Jeffrey Lyles. This is Lyles Movie Files. This is a super long show. We got too excited talking about The Walking Dead, The Men in Black spinoff, Wonder Woman's villain in Wonder Woman 2, and The Return of The Walking Dead. I've got some news on a bunch of screenings that you can check out on LylesMovieFiles.com. But for now, let's just get to the show. I'm Jeffrey Lyles. This is Lyles Movie Files. With me tonight is Jace. How are you, brother? I'm good, bro. What's up? Outstanding. Chief, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Tell everyone I'm good. Good deal. And and last but not least, Javon King. What's up, man? I'm living fat, Chief. How are you? Black Panther is still making serious bank at the box office. Black Panther fever has struck the box office. It's all everyone is talking about, and it's got $428 million. Now, it's starting to fall a little bit behind Star Wars' Last Jedi. In 13 days, Last Jedi was at 445, and now Black Panther is at 428. So this is probably the first time that it started to slow down. It's still way ahead of Avengers. Avengers Age of Ultron had 329. So big difference on that front. Let me just go on all the way to the all-time just to see where it is at this point in the game. Black Panther's number 17 all-time. It is just past Hunger Games Catching Fire, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chess, Lion King, Toy Story 3, and Wonder Woman. Next up in line is E.T. Shrek. Dark Knight Rises, Avengers Age of Ultron, which it'll probably pass this weekend, and this little film that you may have heard of called Star Wars, which sits at number 12 on the list. What do you guys think about Black Panther's continued march on this top 10 all-time highest grossing list? Chief, let's think about you. Chief, let me hear what you think first. Uh, you know, the Black Panther was a good movie. Um, I think that... Uh... I know Blacks definitely came out and supported it. Um, you know, um, comic book comic book fans, and um, you know, this was a good movie for women. I think, um, just in general, uh, there was there was no damsel in distress uh, uh, situation for for this movie. Uh, the women were strong; they were good characters. Um, I think that. Uh, you can go to this movie and, 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 and walk out with a little something for, for everyone. Um, humor. Um, even the, the, the colors. You, ever, you you guys remember, uh, what was that movie? Crouching Dragon, Hidden Tiger. Crouching Tiger, uh, Hidden Dragon. No, you know, no, 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 no. I'm thinking it's the, it was the one with Jet Li. Um, hero, hero, he wasn't in, hero. 
That's the word. Yeah. And the colors in that movie. They had amazing colors. And I was just thinking to myself that the colors and like certain parts of Black Panther, the colors were really great. Um, really bright. I remember the screen lighting up with the colors. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, 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 it's continued success. Um, it's a feel good movie. Um, great cast, like I said, a great cast. Um, cast from other movies that, other TV shows that you might enjoy, like, uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead was in there. Um, you know, if you like Creed, you know, and, um, you know, you got your Michael B. Jordan, you got your, your Get Out guy, uh, Angela Bassett. I mean, you know, who, who doesn't love Forrest? You know what I mean? Who doesn't love Forrest Whitaker? I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, there's something in there for the ladies. I mean, you know, cats running around with their, their shirts off. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it's just, uh, it's, there's, there's science fiction uh the geeky guys who like the, the little sci-fi stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, Wakanda was that uh, that um, that uh, that upscale nation, that improved nation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, there wasn't really anything in there that someone could say. Well, I, you know, I didn't really like that. Even if you didn't love the movie per se. You like the movie at, at 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 the very least, where you know some people, you know, you you can go in with somebody and they'd be like, I didn't really care for it. You know, I didn't hear that at all. No, um, wasn't an X Men movie. You know what I mean? You know, like, like the Star Wars. You know, we we might both go into Star Wars. You might love a Star Wars movie. I may walk out like I don't really ever understand that. But Black Panther, you know, I mean, I, I haven't heard anyone say a bad thing about it yet. Uh, everybody's pretty much giving it two thumbs up and and I give it those those same two thumbs. Um humor, violence, uh a little bit of a love story in there. Um and I, I like the way it showed, you know, it, it, it showed uh a, a a a black you know, a black people in a good light. You know what I mean? Uh there's no pookies running around, none of that <laughs> you know, none of that craziness that they you know like the betrays, you know if you if you if you're from another country and you just white you just watch you know films you you think you know black people are just you know living in the basement of buildings um you know snatching clothes off of people's lines you know living in but this one showed you know like a, actually how most of us kind of live to a degree you know like regular folk mm-hmm. um and I, and I like that about it and like i said the, the women characters were fantastic i think i enjoyed watching the women more than I did watching the men. Mm. Uh, you know, the little bar scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that whole scene with the women, I thought was fantastic. And then they, at the ending, uh, they had a really good fight scene with all the women. Um, the, uh, you know, his, his mother was strong. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, you know, just, it was just really good all around. Um, <laughs> she stepped in front of the rhino. <laughs> right, right. Up the, yeah, yeah. That's that just, you know what I mean? You know, it, it was her, you know, it was her pet too. So it wasn't going to hurt her, but it was, it was just things like that, that, that made that movie really good. Um, 
no, and, and none of the characters had, even even the, even the criminals or, or the, uh, I can't even really call them criminals, even the the opposition, I'll call it in this case. Because it wasn't really, I don't think, I didn't look at Killmonger as a, really a criminal. I mean, he did some, some heinous action there. But it, it was, if, if you came from his part, looking from the way he looked in at it, um, and the way he was trained and the way he looked in at it, uh, it was, you know, everything he did was kind of in, 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 in a sense of righteous act. Uh, it was, you know what I mean, where people are doing it for a power grab, uh, money. He was doing it more so because he felt like uh, his people were oppressed all over the world. Um, so even the, 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 even the criminals had purpose other than just the, the normal, hey, we got to get this $7 million. You know, um, there was, a, you know, so it was, it was just all around a really entertaining, real good movie. I enjoyed every bit of it. Um, I saw it twice, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, nobody went as hard as Gunner, though, with the, uh, the coming to America. Uh, I don't even know what you call it, the lion sash. I guess so. Great, though. It's the Akeem. Uh, Prince Akeem from Zamunda yeah. look. Yeah, yeah, that was great. So, and, and that's another thing that people did. They They really dressed up to go see the movie. Like it was, it was a, um, it was an event, more so than just going to see a movie. And when people go to see an event, you may go see an event uh, more than once. You know, um, you know, like I might go to the car show. The car show comes into town. If, it's, if they got some really good cars. I may go one day with, you know, one of my friends and then like another day one of my friends might call me like, you been in the car show? I've been like, yeah, I went. Like, well, do you feel like going again? Like, yeah, you know, it was, it was, I had a good time there. Mm-hmm. Let's go do, let's run it back, you know, the fair or whatever it is that you, you know, you like doing or you don't like doing or whatever the case may be. But events you, you, you normally go to. Um, yes, sir. And you don't mind, you don't mind going back to. So, and that was another thing. Like I've never been, in a theater, I don't. I can't remember the last time I went to a theater and saw people in dashikis. You know what I mean? Uh, or, or, or you know, or, or just yeah. I mean, or, or just you know, just dressing up the goat. Um. So you know, and I know people that have, you know they have those cosplay events. Mm-hmm. But you don't normally see that in a movie theater. Like I've never gone to a theater and saw somebody walking in a no, you know, walking in a store or something. Or the whole but say you, you haven't been to a, a star, uh, star Wars premiere in a while. That well, I don't go to premiere. No, well, no, the, like the first week, like folks in Star Wars, they'll have they'll have like the cosplay stuff. But yeah, so I mean, but I, you know, and I, you know, I totally believe you. I just never gone and, and saw that. But but just that's just to say, if they do, Star Wars has a following. You know, like mm-hmm. almost like the Grateful Dead, people who you know. Um, so if they do that for Star Wars and then they do it for, they've been doing it for the Black Panther, that just tells you uh, the magnitude of this movie for for whatever reason. I mean, maybe they the promotion was great or, uh, I, you know, I'm not even sure why it was this, you know what I mean? Why? I mean, it was a great movie, but why it was most, you know, I mean, amongst the black people, I understand, but people, you know, other than, you know, it was like an anticipated movie. Like we've been talking about this movie since they, they first announced it. You know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. we saw even into the previews 
or anything of that nature. We were like, we don't care. We're going to see this movie, <laughs> you know. And it just had, the, you know, uh, it just turned out the movie was just dumb good. You know what I mean? On on that level. So yeah. it is what it is, you know. Um, so we'll see, man. I think I think you know people are still and people still haven't seen it, and people are still going to see it. So the ticket sales will be up there, um, and well worth it, you know. Uh, and with two more years, there'll be a Black Panther, you know, Black Panther two, and you know, hopefully it'll be even if it's sixty six percent as good as this movie was, it'll be a great, fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean. Uh huh. Jay's, you got anything so, to add on that? I'm sorry, see, you you were wrapping up. Go ahead. What's your last point, man? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Jay. Add away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what I was gonna say is like, for I mean, you got a really good haul for two weeks, and I think uh, at this point, I mean, it's like I'm not saying like anybody saturated with, it, but I'm sure like. A lot of people have seen it, but then this, this is around you go to take it like your kids to. It's like, all right, well, any kid that I didn't take that first week, that's when you're going to start seeing their money. I mean, that, that's when you're going to get that money. So you might not get up to the level of Star Wars uh, money, but this still is one of the most profitable Marvel ones. So nobody's complaining about that. I'm sure Disney's like, yeah, we're, we're pretty good, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the other reasons. Disney is very happy later on. So, but yeah, I mean, this, this is a great haul for the movie, and I, I'm sure all of us, anybody listening to this podcast, has seen it. And if not, you're insane, Jack. Go out and see it. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy the heck out of it. It's projected to make another sixty million this weekend. So, if that is accurate, it will actually it, it's actually going to knock out Finding Dory from the top ten. And if it makes more than that. It could actually uh, pass Beauty and the Beast, which right now is at $504 million. So it is definitely going to be the second highest grossing Marvel movie of all the Marvel Studio films. Actually, there's no need for that qualifier. It's going to be the second highest grossing Marvel movie, period. Because um, only Avengers is higher than it. Uh, how, much is, how much more does Avengers have? Avengers is at $623 million. That's some shooting distance, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pacing yeah. right around that uh, Last Jedi, so it could. It really just depends on how the rest of March shapes out. And March is a slow, awful... I'm sorry. March has, like, another two weeks of nothing, but it's going to have Pacific Rim and start to have a wrinkle in time. So we're going to start seeing some competition that may actually dethrone Black Panther from the number one spot. Javon, what you thinking? Uh, I remember a couple weeks back, I was laughed at at my prediction of a quarter billion dollars. Seems like the classy weekend. thing to do would be not to bring it up. Yeah, Thank but I have zero class. So what we're going to do <laughs> is mention the fact that I was laughed at when I brought up the fact that this movie could earn a quarter billion dollars. There were a ton of factors at play, man. Um, this was the first uh, uh, black uh, superhero in this current incarnation of Marvel superhero films to get a movie, right? Um, you had some pretty popular actors involved, like Chad Bozeman, like Michael B. Jordan, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, 
Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, my man, I could never remember his name from Get Out, Ryan Coogler as the director. So you knew you were going to get the black dollar. You knew you were going to get black dollars. Um, when it turned out to be a really good movie, the hype was one thing, but it turned out to be a really good movie. And also, it was a linear story. It wasn't a story that only black people could identify with. You, you know, this was a universal story where I don't care who you are. Like, for example, one of my uh, uh, political appointees at work, middle-aged Republican, Trump supporter, saw this movie before I did. And he loves it. He saw it again before. He saw it twice before I saw it once. So the appeal of this movie was universal. You know, you can't tell me otherwise. This this movie had universal appeal. As far as it beating or surpassing any of the other films, like, I just look at this simple fact that for a lot of folks who aren't comic book readers, because let's be honest, most folks who go see Marvel movies aren't really comic book readers. A lot of times, the first time they're hearing about these characters is through the film, right? So with that said, this movie is like the comparison with Star Wars, beating Star Wars on the, on the list. Star Wars has a 41-year lore, a 41-year history. It's got a, a lore outside of the films. You know, it's novels, it's the, the, the cartoons, everything. It's beating that out. It's beating Star Wars out on the movie, on the, on, on the, grossing, on the gross list for, for, for uh, highest grossing movies, right? That says a lot. That says a lot. And I look at a couple other things, man. These Michael B. Jordan and Chad Bozeman are writing it. They're writing their ticket in Hollywood, man. They're going to be able to. It, it, I, I didn't think that we had successes to Denzel Washington, Wesley Snipes, the black actors that all of us have been watching for the last 25, I'm sorry, now 35 years or so, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think we had successes a few years back to them. Now we do. We have legit guys that are going to start getting these roles and going to start getting roles that, you know, typically black actors weren't being offered other than Will Smith, right? There's that. There's the fact that Ryan Coogler is now going to be the in He's the in-demand director in Hollywood. What can't he do? What project wouldn't he be considered for right now? Coogler is in demand. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's a great, it's a great story, but I think it's an even greater success, uh, not just for Disney, but for black cinema, for black filmmaking, and not just black filmmaking, minority filmmaking. Hopefully, and this is what I want. I'm equal opportunities for everybody. I want Latinos to get their story told. I want Latin, I want Latino kids. This is another thing. When we see the movie, having little white kids, having little Spanish kids come out and doing the handshake, and, 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 and I'm Black Panther. Uh, that, that was great. I mean, that, seriously, that was great, man. Mm-hmm. Fam, that's great. Because typically, you know, like I said, kids want to be the Hulk. They want to be Iron Man if they see the movie. This Halloween, how many kids are going to want to be Black Panther? Number how one many? sold out in the country. Yeah, that's great. But I, what I also want to see, now that we've, got, well, now that we've broke this ground, I want to see the Latino superhero movie or the Latino, the, the, the movie that Latinos can identify with, that, that Asians, that give everybody their, shot, their, their shine in the sun, man, because not for nothing, they're buying tickets as well. We're all buying movie tickets. Yeah. Let us be represented. All right. Let's move on to 
another film that helped bring about some representation before we swing back around to Marvel Studios, because that was a perfect segue, Javon. Uh, Wonder Woman 2. It sounds like we're getting some information slowly on that film. Emma Stone reportedly turned down the role of Cheetah. I was happy about this because I like Emma Stone. I just don't like her as that role of Cheetah. I don't really see it as being a good fit. She's not... I mean, you know, I'm sure they could do some fancy CGI stuff, but I don't I don't immediately think of her when I think of Cheetah. I know they're going to have to change up the look because you can't have a naked Cheetah running around, but I, I couldn't see her now. So now the new, the new name that's being highly circulated around is Bean Cheetah. Wonder Woman's, I guess you could say her arch enemy, is Kristen Wiig from Saturday Night Live fame. Uh, Jace, what do you think about her stepping into that role? Do you see that as a good fit? Not, I mean, and not remembering perfectly what Sheena's backstory is. Uh, I don't think Kristen Wiig is a bad actress. I mean, like, I mean, some, I mean, I, I, I didn't particularly like the slow parts of, uh, what was that, Bridesmaid? But, I mean, she wasn't bad in that part, but I... I mean, like, trying to get, like, the physical part, like, where you have somebody like Cheetah. I mean, that's kind of like, I'm not, I, I, didn't, I don't really see her or, I mean, I'm glad they didn't pick on Emma Stone either. But I'd also be remiss at the fact that I didn't see um, the girl from uh, gosh, Ex Machina as uh, Laura Croft. But she put on some weight, looks, I mean, looks pretty good for the part. So maybe it could work out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be an optimist. Uh, but if they would like to keep going, I wouldn't be mad at that either. All right, Chief, what do you think? Um, I can, you know, I, I think Kristen, I think she can pull it up. I mean, it's going to be, a, a, I imagine it's not going to be a, a comedic role. I, I, for whatever reason, I can picture in my head her giving a, a making a real evil face. Um... I think if you can make an evil face, you can be cheated. I mean, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be, you know, uh, it'll be a, a kind of, yeah, I guess it'll be, it'll work out. I mean, hell, it's not much to do there. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, she's, she's slim already. Um, just a serious role for her. You know, um, I saw Will Ferrell in a serious role the other day. He did all right. I mean, who's really out there though? Like who, who would, who, who do you, who do you think would make a great cheetah? That's just the thing. I, 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 and 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 to my mind, I, I just can't really think of anybody off off top. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm fine with their choice. I mean, like, is there any really good cheetah stories? you could really base a movie so you're going to be like kind of uh one like kind of how like the first half of the movie villain there'll be somebody else later on i mean what, what do you think <laughs> she's big enough you know what, villain that she should be her main villain for a movie okay you know um i've read i've read one of the background stories on cheetah where she got some god to give her uh superpowers uh but the god uh, kind of in a way, double crossed her and made her like a cannibal and uh, bloodthirsty. But here's my problem. Here's my problem with this second Wonder Woman movie, and I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> when I was reading it, 
they said that it was going to take place in the 80s. Right, 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 right. Now, here's, here's my problem. Here's my problem with that. So when you watch Batman versus Superman, no one knew who Wonderful Woman was. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, the, the old picture of her was from the the army, the World War II. Mm-hmm. With her, with her, yeah, with her guy. So unless this this next story takes place on a secluded island, how does anybody? How do they not know of her existence? Come, you know, to to now because the really with her coming out party. "Quote unquote" was, uh, Batman, you know, yeah. yeah, that's Superman, Batman versus Superman. So if she no, her coming out was hit, Justice League, she's been in the shadows, so she hasn't done a lot. So with that picture well, from World War One, she was just a regular person, sort of, you know, it was no significance attached to her from that. And then if she shows up in the eighties and stops a missile crisis or something. She could do that. and I mean, try to find some stuff from the 80s that's not online. So she could have been around before they started digitizing stuff. And if they had no reason to think she was important, and if she just did it on a battlefield where there's not necessarily a bunch of cameras, she could still remain anonymous and stick to the shadows. Yeah, no, no doubt. The, the, the Great War of the 80s. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you, you'd have, you'd have right. to pitch post on really... Almost ridiculous to say nobody would remember. Like you would have older people, like our parents' age, like, oh yeah, remember that? You know that? I remember that cheetah thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that was that was my thing because in the, the, the dawn of Superman, you know, the, when she did come out, because that was to me the first time the 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 the, the, the people had seen her, the, the public had seen her ever. It seemed no, like further. It, it was like, just Superman and Batman and Lois Lane. No one else was around there. Superman oh. and Batman, but they they they. When did was it a helicopter or something filming it? They couldn't see anything. Doomsday's uh, electronic pulse was knocking out everything, and they were is, too is far that away. That's what I'm going with. Nobody knows who Wonder Woman was. They barely knew who Batman was. But here's the other thing, though: is like if Superman was considered this great threat as soon as he came on the scene, if somebody knew Wonder Woman was around. They wouldn't have stopped looking for her. Like, Lex Luthor wouldn't have been able to have his, like, two-second picture of Wonder Woman and that be his only evidence of Wonder Woman. They would have been searching for her for, like, until they saw Superman. They'd be like, we got to deal with all these freaks. They, they had no reason to look like, for her. There was no reason to be like, hey, we need to find this Amazon in our midst. She was just chilling, randomly helping. That was her whole storyline in Justice League, that she wasn't standing out front of the people so she could be this inspirational figure like Superman supposedly was between dying and coming back in Justice League. But that was the whole point of her arc, that she'd never been that person that people saw and now she decided to accept that role. So she could have literally done all these super heroic things behind the scene. And Cheetah's not the kind of supervillain that's going to do this world domineering plot. So she could have had some plan that no one knew about because Wonder Woman stopped it. There's tons of reasons why she could be in the 80s. Nobody knows about it. And her identity still totally up in there. If Lex Luthor just had a picture and an ATM footage of her, she's gotten used to staying in the shadows and hiding. That's my hot. Yeah, either way, yeah, either way they're going to work around it. 
Either right, way, they're going to work around it. They'll help you conveniently forget all of that stuff. My, What's your problem thing, Kristen Wiig? It's Kristen Wiig. Uh, did, did anybody else see Bridesmaids? Uh, every time she tries to deliver a serious line, I'm going to think of Annie High on the plane saying, help me, I'm poor. I'm going to think of her with the little hands on Saturday Night Live when they were doing the Lawrence Welk show or the character she does in the Target. Look, I love Kristen Wiig, but I no, nah, not for that role. Not for that role. There's a there's a there's so many you can shake a tree and find a young actress to place in that role, a young athletic actress to place in that role. And Kristen Wiig isn't gonna give it the star power it needs as the villain, no. As a comedic sidekick, yes, but not as a villain. That movie doesn't need a, a big draw super I mean, big draw actor. Wonder Woman's enough of a brand that as long as a new movie's out, it's gonna draw a big audience. I think that's one it's of the It's gonna draw an audience. Yeah, that's that's beside the point. I'm saying give well, it an actress that you say it would be a good it would be a good plus to say, Oh, she's versus her. That's okay, yeah, I would like to see that. How many people were excited about Gal Gadot though when she was headlining as Wonder Woman? I think everybody thought she was good in Batman versus. But you want to see a villain that can you? My thing is this: you want to see a villain that you say, "Okay, yeah, that's a villain. I can see her as a villain." Okay, wouldn't that that be a good spot to put a a young actress, like kind of like somebody not especially known, but like kind of? You know who would be perfect for it. And and now that you finally started watching, you can relate more. Aaron Richards from Gotham. She would be a perfect cheetah. She would be perfect. She would be perfect. You Who's called it. She would be perfect. Oh, are we talking about Barbara? Barbara, yes. Crazy yeah, Barbara. Yeah. She would be perfect. Oh, yeah, crazy Barbara. Yeah, yeah, she'd be perfect. All right, let's move on. So, Avengers is like, hey, Black Panther, you're doing your thing. And Marvel realized maybe we could capitalize on this and keep our money train rolling. Maybe. Um, we're in the March now. Why not uh, see if Black Panther's still kicking in theaters by the end of April? We can put out uh, Avengers Infinity War on April 27th and maybe charge a lot of money for a super mega marathon where people can watch Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War in theaters. So they've moved Avengers up one week to April 27th. I'm super excited because I have no patience. So I'm really excited. I was like, yes, you could have moved it up to April 1st or March 9th. I would have been ecstatic. But what do you guys think about this move? Do you care that it's just one week? We wish it were earlier or what? Chief, what about you? Uh, your, your, your excitement is, is more than quadruple mine. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, if it didn't come out this summer, I probably could have waited. Not that I wouldn't want to see the movie. Um, I just... I, sometimes the the anticipation of... Like, I don't even know. I've been wondering about this Avengers movie. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that with all the people in it, it allows you to focus on some things. Like, there's a lot of characters in this movie. Um, and I'm really, to be honest with you, I don't want it to be kind of a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestling Battle Royal. I was kind of hoping, <laughs> you know, you, 
You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And I, I'm hoping that there's, you know, there's some some there's some kind of substance to the movie where they just didn't throw everybody in and everybody's just in the middle of the screen fighting. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I, my, my anticipation, I mean, I want, of course I want to go see that. I'm just hoping that it's going to be better than what it is in my mind. Okay. That's fair. So, and and, and it, it may be a fantastic movie, and I'm hoping for that. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of chill, Jeff. I'm just, if they kept it to the week, I'm fine. Uh, because, to be honest with you, hell, I never go see it the first week anyways. You know, you got to damn near buy your ticket now. <laughs> Get in there. Um, the first week. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know how it is. It, 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 it. Somebody, oh, somebody bought a baby the last time I went to the movies, uh, the last Black Panther movie. So it's a Monday night. I, I mean, admittedly, it's a Monday night, right? And uh, we're sitting in there. We're watching a movie. I said, I can't believe you. And, that, and, the and, in the world. and I'm like, yo, like, listen, I get it. You got a kid, you want to come out, but damn it, no one told you to have this baby. Sometimes you got to stick your ass home. Yeah. You know hey, sometimes you got to take the L, dude. We did. We did. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to sit that home. Should the, that should be on the movie theater. Like, no, you're bringing a baby. No. No babies allowed. No, just stop. Like, no. It is a Monday night. Take your, take your tail and read to your kids. Like, just no. It is kids not coming in here. This is not a movie for your kid. It's loud. No, be a better parent. <laughs> and I got you y'all. Know, beat. I got I, y'all. Beat. Like, I went to screening. That I went to a Fri- Freddy versus Jason screening. Somebody brought no. a baby. Like, come on, man. There, what, there's no. no thought of this movie not being remotely appropriate for your baby to even hear. Why? Enjoy it. It's kind of it was my fault because I went during still during that first week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like when I go during that first week, I I should have known that something like this was because everybody's crammed in there. You got everybody trying to see the movie. You know when you go the third week or something like that, and the movie theater might be fifteen people in the movie theater or something like that, and you can actually sit back and get into the movie and you know. Some some the dude next to you, uh, the dude sitting next to me, he turned on his phone. I mean, the damn thing was just bright. So you know me, I'm kind of I'm kind of a jerk. I mean, Jeff, you know that. <laughs> so some of these folks he can't turned get on his phone. Hold on, I want to hear. He hear story. He's looking at whatever he's looking at on his phone, and I'm gonna tell you what he's looking at because at that moment when he turned it on and the light hit me, I leaned over in my seat. And we both were looking at his phone. I thought, hell, if it's this important, then we both should read. You know, maybe it's, it's a message that I should be getting. So he looked over, saw me looking at what, you know, and got mad. And, you know, turned off his phone. <laughs> what? And I'm like, well, well, if in the middle of the movie, you, you pull out your phone and you start going through your emails, then allow me to also read. <laughs> <laughs> you know you will be reading the email. Yeah. It was the emergency you know, broadcast. We must know. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me know. You know, maybe it's a missile alert, impending missile alert, you know. Um, so I, need, I needed to know. So, uh, but we needed to say didn't pick up his phone for the rest of the movie. But that's that opening night bull job that you get. And so even though they moved it up a week, I probably won't see it till the week after. Because I let the people kind of, you know, those first, those first, I call them the first offenders. <laughs> they're there, they're tripping, they mix in with the, the serious guys. I mean, they get, it gets serious in there. And I, you know, I can't, you know, I can't be a part of that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 42 now, man. And, you know, my last fight I won, but I don't know if I can do it anymore. <laughs> <You know? laughs> all right let, let me uh james what do you think man no i was, i had to agree with a lot like somebody's supposed like the last time i saw i don't think this woman could literally go 20 minutes without looking at her phone i'm just like you are not that important like go away just seriously like it, it, it became that was kind of the bad thing about this being an event. Some people went to see it and probably told their friend they loved every minute of it. But if you really know, like, weren't you the person like looking on your phone every five minutes, like, because you just were that important that you needed to be had to just oh I I, I must know who's checking my email. Somebody I mean like somebody called this person like three times. Like they literally had an alarm on their phone. I'm just like I literally want to take your phone and throw it, but. I just don't feel like dealing with that drama. So, good plan. I do. Yeah. Javon. Yeah. I have bail money. Yeah. Um. That's the drawback of going to the movies. Everything that was mentioned. These are the drawbacks of going to a big movie. You know, I'm pretty sure that if you go see the paper or something like that, different crowd, you're not gonna have that kind of shit, right? But if you go to like with Black Panther, for example, it was an event, like we said. You have people who are taking selfies as the film is beginning, as they're running trailers. You got people who are live streaming the fact that they're in the movie. And this is one of my problems with this is one of my problems with social media, uh, with with our new technologies, our ability to always be documenting our lives. We document the mundane details of everything we do. You're at the movies. Enjoy the movies. And also our social media making our connectivity to everyone and everything makes us dicks. You don't have to. Seriously, it makes us dicks. You're in a theater. You're in a movie theater. They turn the lights down and encourage you to turn off your phone, not because they feel like saying these things. It's because you're ruining the experience for the rest of the moviegoers. Not for nothing. We paid $20 a head to come in here. I don't care that you think you got a cute outfit on or the fact that you don't get out much and this is going to be the highlight of your year potentially that you went to the movies. Put your phone away for two hours. Disconnect yourself for two hours and watch a movie. Watch something happen and not make it about you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have some really harsh feelings about people putting on their cell phones. Why he's watching? Dude, I just got one more thing to say about that. These are the same people that hold up a light, a short light, because they're checking their phone and they're not moving ahead. 
That's these true. are the same people that end up rear-ending you at a red light because they're too busy making duck lips and trying to drive. <laughs> they're too busy taking okay. pictures of themselves making duck lips to pay attention to the road. These are the people. Okay. Not for nothing. The, the, the moment they start choking on their cell phones, lanes will open up, theaters will get quiet, the line at McDonald's gets shorter. It'll be better for all of us. Take another swig, John. All right, so next up, we've got... Uh, you won't believe what's coming up next. It's a reboot. And this time, it's a spinoff. Maybe no. even not a reboot. It's a spinoff. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is now in serious discussions to star, to be one of the two main stars of Sony's new Men in Black series. So, uh. he's going to trade his, his Thor hammer to grab one of those pins to make us all forget... Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones series, and he's going to make us fall in love with his new take on it, just like everybody did with the new all-female cast Ghostbusters, which worked out really well for Sonny. Chief, how excited are you about a Men in Black spinoff? Too early. It's too early. It really is. It's too early. Like, they... they... You know, it's too early, man. You know, you, you know what I look forward to every year? What's the that? The McRib. The McRib, man. I don't even like McDonald's, but I enjoy the McRib. You know why I enjoy the McRib? Because it's only out for a limited time. Limited time, man. It's, it's seasonal. You you come, they offer for a month, and it's gone. You know, I wouldn't enjoy the McRib if it was part of the McDonald's menu all the time. And and so this is the thing. Whenever we, these movies in Hollywood, you and we and we talk about this a lot. They 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 have a movie, they show it, we enjoy it, then they wait a couple of years and they reboot it. It's not even like like you know what you know what the time is right for the, the rebooting. Death Wish. I I can give you that. Word. Death Wish. Death Wish has been. Charles Bronson has been dead, I don't know, on 20 years almost. You can reboot Death Wish. I haven't posted uh, my review yet, but I'm going to watch the Charles Bronson movie a million times before I ever watch that Bruce Willis film again. And Chief, to piggyback that real quick, I want to say this. You got the right guy for it. That's all I want to say. You got the right guy to play Charles Bronson's Death Wish character. Well, uh, even if you based don't on just watch it, it doesn't sound like a good idea. That movie sucks. Look, I'm just saying, even if you don't want to watch it, it's still, you can bring up a, re- a reboot 20 years later, so on and so forth. Really, the, 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 the Men in Black is just too soon. I mean, the 80s, you're talking about bringing a movie from the 80s into now. You're talking about bringing, what, a movie from the, 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 the late 90s, 2000s? It's too early. Um, what, year did the, what year did the third one come out? Like, I don't think that was that long ago. that long ago. Like 15 minutes ago, it, it just is too soon. And as a matter of fact, the, the third one was garbage. I like the third one, it was, was uh, 2012. I'm sorry, really. You watched it really not that long ago. The second one was the second one was garbage. Yeah, the second the third one, one was the, the, second the third one, one was Selena. The third one had uh, Josh so Brolin, the second yeah. one was just you didn't like the one with Rosa. So, so the Rose, Rose, Rosario Dawson was the one you didn't like. 
Yeah, that was garbage. Yeah, that was terrible. That was really bad. That was yeah, terrible. So Rosario, Rosario Dawson cannot say that movie. No, that movie. Mm. All right, so this Nothing is okay. So it wasn't even. It wasn't even from from what we're hearing. It wasn't even Will Smith's greatest movies. It's almost like somebody bringing back Wild Wild West, right? <laughs> Or, or right, or, or um, yeah. So, so this is the thing. So this, so <laughs> too early. The movies weren't that good. I mean, hell, it would even be to me. It would be even too early for a Matrix reboot. You know Don't what I mean? Like, they are actually working too on early. Like, they're working they, on that though. They're working on it. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's too early. Give these movies. Get the, Sometimes when you when you pop the bottle of wine, you got to give the wine some time to breathe. It's just let it let yeah. it just let it just hey man, let it sit there. Don't touch it. Get off it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> open it up and and let it breathe. I'm just saying, don't crack your box of wine and pour it immediately. That's all I'm yeah. saying. So no, that's right. That's and, and, and and it's too early. That's what I think about. It. It's way too early for a Men in Black. I don't care who's playing it. If they offer yeah. me. If they called me and said, hey, Lonnie, would you want to? I say, listen, it's too early. Call me in another 15 years and I'll do it. It's just too early. Hey, we get, we'll, we'll give you $5 million to do it. It's too early. You're not going to put me. Listen, I know a lot of people. And people I know, including yourselves, we all like to joke with each other. And the first thing would happen if I made a garbage movie, where could I go? You know? Where could I say to anybody? Everything. Uh, yeah, everybody would be like, well, we didn't make a garbage movie. And that's what they would say to me. No, it's too early. Chill out. I'm not going to do it. Five million, I don't need the five million. I'm, I'm good. I live very comfortably. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I, I take the Eddie Murphy route on that one. You know, Eddie Murphy did, what was that? Well, I can't, how many? Meet Dave, uh, Pluto Nash. I know he slept like a baby. Natty Professor. Pluto Nash was high money. Oh, they're all garbage. And he hasn't made a good movie in damn near 30 years. Uh, you know what, man? I, I didn't like it at first, but when I went back and watched Norbert... Come on. Come on, man. 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 I, thought we were, I thought we were just sitting bad movies. Come on. <laughs> Listen, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Norbert... Okay. Norbert, okay. Norbert is a bad movie that has some insanely... Funny parts, insanely funny parts. And I'm gonna tell you, man. Uh, you know, just think about the time Duke she walked in the restaurant and she was like, she was like, "Where's Norbert?" And he was like, "He wasn't here." Then who ordered the turkey ass? And do you see the the ass of the turkey? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I give you this. The part that got me is at the water park when he said, "Man, you, you can't come in if you ain't got no bottoms on." And you said, I am wearing bottoms. That cracked me up. That cracked me up. Hey, listen, I'm trying to tell you. There was some parts in Norbert that had you. Well, you just got to slow down. You got to watch it. But watch it knowing that it's going to be stupid. Like, you can't go in yeah. there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you almost got to watch it like you would a pootie tank. You just got to go in there knowing <laughs> that it's going to be stupid. You know what I mean? And just yeah. get in yeah, there and just laugh. I feel you on that one. Whew, okay. Wow. Hey, don't you judge me. We're talking some different views today. <laughs> no judging. No <laughs> judging whatsoever. All right, so one of the big news items that came out 
this week was that Quentin Tarantino has cast Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio for his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie. Now, I don't feel like we've seen Pitt and DiCaprio in a film before, but this is going to be kind of a tricky one because this is Tarantino's Sharon Tate film. And Sharon Tate was a woman who got kidnapped and killed by Charles Manson's cult of whack jobs. Are you remotely excited about the prospect of watching this movie? Because Tarantino has a little bit of a bloody hand from his role with the Harvey Weinstein deal. And just his overall kind of slimy demeanor right now. Do we want to watch a movie where the end game is a woman getting killed? Jace, how excited or should you... Or what do you think about this? Okay, as I said like early this week, like... I think Hollywood should just go on a moratorium on having any movie that deals with slavery or any movie that has any woman, any movie where a woman's getting raped or brutalized. Like, just stop. Just like that. It's not even a matter of is that time. I mean, like, oh, well, it's a, it's a good story that needs to be told. It's like, no, just let that, that, that just, that's the story. Just put on the heap and never let come out. Like that's, there is, no, I don't care. Even you put, you could put, uh, Marlon Brando resuscitate him and Charlton Heston. Like, I don't want to see that movie. Like, you could put the greatest actors in the world in it. I would not want to see that movie. Like, no. Javon? I bear with me because I'm two drinks in. Um, no. And here's my thing, right? When Charles Manson died, everything, all the little... We've kept this son of a bitch in the American conscience for damn near, what, 50 years now? Yep. Because the fascination with this story, it's a horrific story. A young woman was killed by a bunch of satanic, and, and pardon my French bullshit artists, because that's all Charles Manson was. When you read about him, when you see the interviews, he's a phony. He was a phony. He was a cult of personality loser. He, that's all he was. He, wanted, he was a Hollywood phony. He wanted to be one of those guys, and he didn't make it, so he did this. Um, bury it. We don't need them keep making movies. We don't keep keep the uh, the fascination about him and that story going. Let this woman and that story, let this woman rest in peace. Let that story rest. And also to Tarantino, I've always thought he was a hack, and I, that may be the unpopular opinion. He look he he did his thing with Pulp Fiction. He he busted his movie nut with Pulp Fiction. Okay, that's as good as you're gonna get out of Tarantino for me. All the rest. And watching like movies that I thought I liked when I was younger, I was younger, I liked them then. Movies like uh, 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 the Kill Bill series, which is just okay. It's just okay. His movies are hodgepodge of movies you remember from before. Movies you remember before. I've always thought he was a hack and a bullshit artist, and I've always wanted to punch him in his gigantic head. So no, I'm done with Tarantino. There's nothing that he can make that will want me or get me to want to see one of his movies. I, I thought everything he's done since Pulp Fiction has been terrible. Put it all in there. Hateful Eight, Django, uh, 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 Kill Bill, Jackie Brown, lump it all in there. It's garbage. And he's just a hack. He's giving you recycled dreck. I, the whole movie historian thing that he does, get out of here. You're just some nerd who grew up in the 70s and loved grindhouse cinema and black exploitation films and kung fu films and spaghetti westerns. That's all you are. You're garbage. 
Whew, man, we got to make sure we have Javon on a one drink limit next week, fellas. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> you told him. You told him to take another step. That was on you. I was. There you go. That's your mistake. <clears throat> yes, peer pressure is uh, the worst. Chief, what do you think about this? Well, let's say I don't hate uh, Tarantino as much as Devon there. Uh, You know, I've enjoyed uh, a good many of his movies. Um, I think he's over-excessive with the N-word a a lot of times. Now, (laughs) as far as the, you know, I was, and I don't know what the name of this movie is. Uh, I was getting ready to walk the dog two nights ago. And I was, there was a movie on. And um, there was uh, these people walking through this house, stabbing. Uh, I guess there was two girls and a guy left. And they ended up killing all of them. And uh, I, I, at some Wonderland. point, at some point, I walked out the the house, walked the dog, came back in, and uh, the girl had ran out to the street. And uh, as she was dying, she was looking at a a picture of the sunrise or something. And then it showed it was a Charles Manson reenactment, quote, quote, movie type thing deal going on. Um, And the movie was only a year or two old. So it was just recently that this movie had come out. And then, you know, it said its little words about Charles Manson and the the Sharon Tate killing this, that, and the third. And I'm saying to myself, who cares? Like, like, why... (sighs) Out of all the, you know, you know, you've seen the Dahmer movie. Like, how many movies need to be made about these these jokers here? Um, Ted Bundy, uh, the, the John Gacy. Um, hell, I even saw a movie about the dude from Atlanta. Uh, that they called the the. You know, John, there was a black. The no, was a black dude. dude. And he was uh, riding around in a station wagon, killing people, throwing them over the bridge or whatever mm-hmm. um, back in the 80s. And so what I'm saying is this. Okay, at some point, and I, I realize that Hollywood makes a movie. I mean, there's about everything. There's a 9-11 movie. Uh, there's a tsunami movie. There's anything that's ever happened uh, messed up. They wait a year or two, whatever it is. And then they make a movie about it. I get it. But um, is 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 like other than the the, the families that were uh, you know were fe- affected by you know this this thing himself? Does anybody care about Manson? Like, was he something like when you guys were growing up that you because I Jeff? I mean, hell, I don't remember talking about Manson. We've never talked about Manson. We didn't like this is, like, never really came up. Never in a. Oh. Never came up. It was never important. That's Hollywood's morbid fascination. Right. So who cares about, like, you know, you got the, how many Jack the Ripper movies are there? I mean, who cares enough to make a a movie about it? I mean, it's not even, it's not even that, that, that interesting a tale if you break it down. It's just some guy, he's a nut. He goes into the house, you know. I mean, I've even saying, what's the other guy from Waco, Texas? They made a movie about him. David Koresh, uh, yeah, that's been coming on yeah. on Paramount, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. They, they, they keep making these movies about these people um, that 
to me, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't have any interest in, in the Charles Manson movie. I don't have any interest in a Ted Bundy movie. I don't have any interest in a Jeffrey Dahmer movie, uh, a Jack the Ripper movie. Um, you know, none of that. Um, it's just not my, my, my cup of tea. I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't wake up, you know, hoping they make a movie about one of these nut jobs. Yeah. Like, that's not. You know what I mean? Like a Columbine yeah. movie. I think to me, that's more insulting. Like, I can go and watch a movie where the characters, you know, where a lot of bloody things happen and the characters are, you know, there's characters getting killed in it, but it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's fictitious versus yeah. uh, something that actually happened. I mean, these people, someone's some of these families mem- yeah. Someone's memory so, is behind like, this project, you know? Right. So, so if, if, I mean, think about this. I mean, I don't, you know, uh, you know, I, I know some of your, you know, some of your uh, personal situations or whatever have you. Um, but if someone came in and, and killed your family, and then two years later, you you survived, and two years later they're making a movie about it. I mean, how the hell would you feel? Right. Exactly. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, you and, and and you know Denzel plays you know Jeffrey Lyles. You know, I you, you just. It, it doesn't Bozeman. Yeah. But you got Quentin Tarantino coming in there like, you know, I want to make a movie, all right, about your life, about your brother that got killed. Yeah, with his job. Right. You don't want to see really that. You don't want to see the, the, the actor, you know, knowing your, your family died, some vicious death. I mean, I don't I don't I don't get that. And 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 if that happened to me and someone made a movie at it, um, be honestly, they I'd be I'd be trying to get out of it. I'd probably yeah. spend the rest of my life trying to get to them because at that point I was still um, hella disrespected. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Hella disrespected. Yeah. Because you know, the thing about it is this. When someone dies, um, you know, what you do is you offer your condolences to a person and you, you, you ask if there's anything you can do to help, um, but you generally don't try to relive the moment with that person. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I heard you was in the car when, and I yes. heard you was driving the day you know you killed your daughter in a car accident. Now what exactly happened? Did you did you see her bleed out? You know you don't. That's not that's not a conversation we have, and you, you definitely don't want a movie about it. So I think that's just a little. It goes a little disrespectful as far as those type movies. Um, when you get personal into a person person's personal tragedy. Um, like I said, I like I didn't go see nine eleven. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I'm from I'm from you know I'm from the state of New York. I I didn't you know uh, that day was horrific for me. I didn't want to go see it again in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, things you know, so things of that nature, I don't tend to to want to see. And I know that if something had happened to me, I wouldn't want somebody to remake that into a movie. I don't want to live. The, the 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 feeling of watching my pain. father die or my grandmother die in a movie. So that's that's not my that's not my cup of tea. Um, if you want a Charles Manson, if you want to watch and learn about Charles Manson, that's why they have the internet. You can go and look up a story, hear him talk, or do whatever you want to do with it. But you know, these like I said, these people are alive. These people have families. Um, there's no sense in it. It's, it's not even good TV. It's not even a a great story. It's just a a, yeah. a a bunch of killing for nothing. You know what I mean? There's no story behind it, really. 
And so, that's the know. thing. How much gravity is Tarantino going to give to the story? How is he going to tell it that it hasn't been told? Is he is he going to donate money from the from the from the uh, from the movie to to the families? I mean, like there's there's none of that. There's none of that. You know, how much did the nine eleven movie donate to the families? Did they donate to the families? There's, you you know, I mean, would you make you know to me it just it, you know bringing up somebody's tragic demise is just it's, it's not good, you know. And like mm-hmm. I said, I can watch a movie, I you know, and about a plane going down, a plane crash, but I don't want to see somebody's real life plane crash. I realize those people have families, they have you know just things like that. Yeah. Nature. All right, so, good point. If, 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 if that was a that was a documentary. That's one thing, but that mm-hmm. kind of put any liberty, uh, artistic liberty. That's that's nobody wants. To, I mean, nobody should want to see that, especially it's very poor taste. All right, let me move on. Since since all the shows are still coming back on, and we haven't watched everything. We'll hold on the dummy of the week, unless you all have one. But let's talk about The Walking Dead. It came back from its winter break. And we saw the final episode of Carl. And he's done now. And so Rick is going to carry on the Grimes name for the, for, the, for the men of the Grimes household all on his own. What did you guys think of Carl's finale? Jace, I heard from you in a second. I, 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 I like, I mean, it started off a little slow, but I mean... You kind of knew that was going to happen. Like, oh, wow, we, we're going to lose. We're, we're finally, as I said, like, we, like weeks ago, months ago, we needed to lose a day one character in this to still remember there's still some consequences of this show. Like, it, it's not just the people. It's actually the zombies that are running around. The fact it was Carl was good. I mean, that was a real sad day one to lose. Us and his little swan song. I, I I enjoyed his like, hey, he's trying to make peace with everything. He's trying to be okay with it. Um, I, I thought it actually like for the second half of the show, it's like, okay, wow, we we lost a day one. Now, how do we resolve all this stupid war that Rick has started that he has no idea how to finish? And what where where do we go from this point? Like, I I liked it. Javon, what do you think, man? What was your talk, take on it? I well, number one, I'm I'm upset that I'll never get to hear Carl again from Rick. That I'm I'm gonna miss that. Um, overall, I thought that if if Carl was gonna go, they really did squander an opportunity here to make Carl more more than Rick's son. Because what I was expecting was for Carl to become a man in his own, a man on his own, right? He had been showing that over the course of the last two seasons. He's coming to his own. He he was starting to become his own man. Uh, He was starting to become a man. You pissed that away for him saving some guy, going to deliver cans of soup to some guy that they ran across in a damn uh, parking lot or something? And he gets bit on the stomach. I mean, come on now. If if Glenn can fall into a mosh pit of zombies and manage to slide under a BFI dumpster and wait it out, 
But Carl can't fight. Carl's been fighting off zombies since he was 10 years old. And all of a sudden, some molded, de decrepit uh, uh, zombie crawls up on him and, and bites him in the stomach. That's how he goes out, really? But, but Carl really. really can't see it on the other side of his eye. He, he doesn't have an eye to see what's going on on that side. So. Whatever, man. He's been aiming with his bad <laughs> He's been aiming with his patch, okay? We're not going to dance around this, Jason. Nobody gets a pass. He's been aiming with the patch eye, okay? You can see. You can see just fine. My thing is, yeah, they had to get rid of a day one character. You want to really shake things up? Daryl's right there. Carol's right there. But no, we're not going to do that because they're worldly more popular than Carl. You, you show it to Carol. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, this does, well, now this isn't a show anymore where anybody is, is subject. This isn't reality anymore. This is, okay, your favorite characters. Daryl's the Fonz. Daryl's the Fonz now. Look, look, and not for it. nothing, he's... Go ahead. I was going to say, you could... Carl, I mean, how, I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of people that thought Carl was their favorite character. Like, Carl was the one who stood up to Negan. He was going to take yeah. out Negan. He was actually going to do something. Rick was sitting there being the servant. And then Carl's like, nah, I'm just going to end this crap. Like, he actually shows mm -hmm. some balls, like, all right, I'm going to end this. So, yeah, and losing him, yeah. like, I mean, that was an important person. I mean, like, but, that was somebody's favorite. Like, I, I don't have Carl anymore. Well, I got to Well, like you said, Carl was somebody's favorite, but Carl ain't got no merch. They got Daryl t shirts. Daryl has a standalone commercial and video game, and, and he has his own show, Ride with Norman Reedus. You don't get none of that with Carl. You know Carl that's why he's right not going to get, get uh, written out the show. Who's that, Daryl? Yeah, man, you got money. That's just that's just a poor plan to write off a character who's still bringing the audience in. Now, that audience look, is dwindling on Walking Dead, but you got to keep look, some look, of those cats talking, around. I, look, 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 I know that. I know that, and I'm well aware of that. But if you're going to remain true to your storyline, then maybe that's the move you make to shake things up. Maybe that's the move you make instead of being formulaic, because you're going to lose you're going to lose viewers either way. People are going to fall off the show either way. If you lose a character like Daryl, then hey, where's this show going now? I don't know. Where's I don't, show I don't think now? you would have as many people staying invested and watching it as you would losing people who are pissed off that one of their, their real favorites got killed. There's like that pecking yeah. order where it's Rick, Carol, Daryl, maybe Michonne, mm -hmm. and everybody else can, can die. And I think Glenn was sort of on that. Maybe it's a coincidence that the ratings have dropped since Glenn died or, or died, take one with the dumpster. But I think people want to see people get killed, but not their favorites. You know, it's that whole. Well, this is what makes this is what negates your show because they're immune. You, they're immune from getting eliminated from the island, so that negates your I show as well. I don't whole. think anybody want. I don't think people who are watching The Walking Dead want to see them get killed. So I don't think it's a thing of oh well, you know, no, this would make it more realistic. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. So if you have Rick, Daryl get killed off, 
then you've got people who are like, well, I don't want to watch it. I want to see how they respond to losing their son, their friend, their girlfriend, their would-be boyfriend. I want to see that. I don't want to see them get killed because I want to see how they deal with everything in this Walking Dead world. Okay, then, then if that's the case, then stop the narrative that anyone can be killed. That's what I'm saying. That's the point that's missing in all of this. That is the point that's missing in all of this. Where who, these characters are now, going? these these characters are now the Fonz, they're Potsy, they're rich. They can't go. They can't leave the show. So this isn't. This is no longer a zombie apocalypse where life, anyone's life is a given. Anyone's life can be taken. This show is about these four characters. They're fr- they're the friends now. They're Ross, Rachel, and Joey in them. This isn't about okay. This is anything can happen in this world. Any one of us could go at any given moment. That narrative is clear as long as you're not one of the top five characters in the start of the credits. But they killed off top five characters before. They killed off, jeez, uh, Abraham, Shane. Yeah, they killed off Shane. Shane. They killed Abraham. They Carl. killed Glenn. They killed Carl. Yeah. They've killed Sasha. Yeah. I mean, they've killed characters who people like. Four characters who aren't killed yet doesn't make it so people that it's untouchable and that people don't get killed. There are untouchables on this show. They're untouchable that, now. Carl was, was untouchable three seasons ago. And geez, in season yeah. one, I figured Sophia was untouchable. And then they killed her off in season two. It was like, oh, all bets are off. I mean. Well, those are the moments, yeah. But these are, when I'm saying untouchable, Rick, Michonne, Daryl, Carol. Did you consider Carl untouchable, though? No, because they shot him in the eye. But if most shows, in most shows, he would have been stuck around without an eye. How many times have they teased Carl's death, Jeff? How How many many times times? have they teased Rick's death? Rick is always battered near death. I'll give you this. Rick was cornered in an RV by zombies, right? Yep. Right? Yeah, and they cut scene and he was running back to the camp. Untouchable. You've negated the show. It's negated. Wait a minute. There was a there was a point like a couple of seasons ago when like Carl was starting to become like the man. I really thought like not knowing anything about the comic book, I thought there was a point that they could kill off Rick and Carl would take over. Exactly. Like, I thought that was perfectly possible. But you had now, a good storyline developing there. But now, but now, that, but that now that's changed a little bit. So it's like okay, we've lost some one of our un, our one of our previous untouchables. Mm-hmm. Like in as much as everybody after, especially after Black Panther, people are like, hey, I like Michonne on this character, but is there not something else better for her? So no, Michonne I need to kill off. Michonne off because she does a movie every other year. I don't. But I at say, some point, she may not want to do this show anymore because her phone is going to be ringing off the hook. I just think with any show like this where people get killed, it's just a matter of how long the writers feel like they want to work with them. I think eventually you will see Daryl get killed. Probably not this season, maybe not the one after that. But there's no reason that they can't kill him off. And same deal with Carol. I think maybe Rick is the only one who would really, really surprise me that got killed. Chief, what do you think about this? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't... I, the whole Carl thing was just... It was, I don't know, it was stupid to me. Um Like all of a sudden, uh, 
I don't know. It seemed like you, they were just, you like all of a sudden they were like, yeah, let's just kill them. Like, let's kill zombies. Yeah. For, let's, let's do this one for the Gipper. You know what I mean? Like, there was no reason to fight the zombies. Then, you know, Carl is almost always taking a loss. I can think of several times where Carl's been on his back fighting zombies. We're about to take a loss. Yeah. Um, it's just if you're clumsy, sometimes you got to just get away. Um, and they made Carl a, a clumsy zombie fighter for whatever reason. Carl could shoot a gun, but hand to hand, it just it just was no good. Um, like you know, and the, the episode that comes to mind is the pudding episode. Um, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was he was on his back the whole time in that episode fighting off zombies. Um, so there was no reason for him and that dude to get into it with the zombies. Didn't you no catch reason. a bad one? You didn't catch a bad one to the chest. So, so the zombie bites you. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you something about these zombies. No matter what you ha- no matter what clothes you have on, their teeth are penetrating them. They've got to be the strongest <laughs> jaw-muscled dead things like i can see your bare hands like these they've literally gone through jackets coats leather jeans leather like to be yeah to be honest with you i don't think i could bite through my jeans <laughs> you know you know what i mean like if i was biting somebody through jeans i'm sure i could leave a mark on their skin and maybe bruise it, or, but I wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd still penetrate the jeans. He's talking about the anyway, bite pressure. Would right, the bite pressure would get it, but I don't think I would bite. You know, I don't think I would get through the jeans. So, anyways, but besides that, so everything that happens, and then like, okay, so we all agree that last season was boring as hell. Right? Can we all agree, or no? Or is that just me? Yeah, it was slow. It was slow. No, no argument there. I mean, it had some moments. It had its this moments, but season, it was, uh... the, the, like the the finale and the beginning of a season should be two of your most exciting episodes to me. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the writers from The Walking Dead—I don't know if they got new writers. I don't know what the hell happened. Unfortunately, they don't feel the same. Um. We got in there. I, to be honest with you, I was bored. I felt no emotion. You know how uh, somebody dies, one of your characters dies, you're just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They killed him. You know, you in your house yelling, nobody's safe. You know? And I was just yeah, sitting there this whole time. Yo, I'm trying to tell you. So I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in the house, and I, I feel nothing. And I'm yeah. sad that Carl's gone. Like, and then they do this 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 weird flashback dream, I, and I don't, yo, yo, stomp me out on the dream episodes, please. Stomp me out, dude. Y'all are killing me with these dream episodes. I don't understand them. I don't want to get them. I don't want to start reading my my story book to figure them out. I don't want to do none of that. Just yo, stomp me out. I hate them. I hate dream episodes. Writers, if you ever listen to to us, stop the dream episodes. Well, even just being 
nets of the dream throughout the episodes to confuse the shit out of your audience for no reason. What does this even mean? Why? Dude, I was bored. I swear. I swear. I think I was watching it, but also just reading stuff on my phone. That's how bored I was. Like yeah. I wanted the episode to end, and I watched it. Just to say, I watched it. Yeah, it was one of those. You know what I mean? Like you ever watch something, but you're not really interested in it, but you know you you like, yo, this is the show. Let me and we watch let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How long have you been, have you been watching from day one? Uh, yeah, I've seen every I've seen every episode. Every now, do you do you feel like you can't jump ship on this show just because you've invested your time into watching this thing from start to this point now? Do, do you feel well, like you that? Know, you know what the you know what the problem is, uh, King? It's mm. this. It's you. You know that at some point there's got to be a bomb episode. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they've had some. They've had some really great episodes on this show, and you know at some point there's gonna be an episode that you're gonna be like, yo, that joint was crazy. Right. No, wait. Hey, did right. you think did that episode? Did the last one? Yeah, the one where they brought the darn tiger and they came through and saved Rick and Carl from Negan and the Saviors. That was a bomb episode. Was, you like that? Oh. Jeff, the episode before she, the, the, the episode before the break was good. Dude. Huh? You talking about the tiger with the tiger died? No, I'm talking about the episode uh, when, uh, when the Saviors the had. Finale. Yeah, yeah. When Rick and all those cats were about to get rallied. And then the other, the hilltop and the kingdom came and saved them. And is it Shiva came and yeah. just like mauled one of the saviors. Now I'm gonna tell you this: right. it was all right. All right. I'm gonna tell you the best part of that episode to me was the face to face that Negan and Rick had, where even though Rick is obvious, it looks like hey, they about to bite it. He says, "You can take my hands." When he says, "But nothing." And the look in his eye, and I'm going to tell you something else I'm pissed off with. No matter how I may feel like the direction of the show has been going, if they don't nominate Andrew Lincoln for a damn Emmy at some point in the run of this show, they've done a great disservice to that award. Yeah. He should have won. He's not on the screen enough. That's the problem. He's no. not on the screen enough. You know, he's just as much oh. as some of those other people they nominate. He's been really yeah. good in it. <laughs> I mean, they don't respect the show. All right, Chief, what's up? That episode, that episode was all right. But if you go back and you think about some of the great episodes that um, you see from The Walking Dead, that that episode wasn't doesn't even compare. And I'm telling you, this is what happens. So you've been we've been watching bomb episodes since since this thing started, right? Now these last few seasons have been weak, right? So in the midst of a weak season, they throw out a halfway decent episode. So it's Compared to the episodes we're used to seeing, it's not even up there in the top ten or, or in the top tier. But because of the rest of the season has been just so weak, and this particular episode stands out, you're like, oh man, but that was even like think about what's the what's the the episode when they went to the thing and people were eating the people. Terminus. 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 That Terminus episode where they went in there. Terminus, or the, 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 the <laughs> episode where the episode where they they, the, they had to kill the two little the, the two little girls. Oh, the one man, girl. what 
those were great episodes. Episodes, dude. We'd be like, yo, dude, the governor's resurrection. The oh my god, when he when he's when he gets back in the fold and he sees what's his name, Martinez or Rodriguez or whatever his name has a little camp of his own, and he takes that over. Those were great episodes. Those were good episodes. Y'all are saying it hasn't been good since Terminus. Huh? It's had moments. This is the thing. I think the show has had moments, but not great episodes. They've had great moments. Good moments don't equate to a great episode. Because, like, the finale from last year had great moments, but overall, it wasn't a great episode. Hmm. I'm not going to say it's been bad since Terminex. That's, I'm not going to go as far as that. I think that uh, when the, uh, the black guy, the, uh, Dr. Dre, the Dr. Dre yeah, episode with Dr. Dre killed. Uh, we still don't know if he's dead. Like, we still don't know if he did. You said that was. You said you think that was a good episode. That was terrible. I, well, I did. You know what? Sometimes when a character gets killed that you didn't expect to die, makes it a good episode to me. Mm. You, cause I okay. didn't like. For example, the when they when Rick killed uh, old girl's uh, old girl's um, husband. Yeah. Or yeah, or for example, or for example, when the rest of his family died, when they got to the rest of them. The little boy couldn't stop. He couldn't control himself from being scared. Nah, nah, I'm... That was a good episode. When they ate that little boy, I laughed my ass off. I'm sorry. <laughs> was it a good episode, though? It was. Okay. Well, cause yeah. It's nothing else because they, they ate that little boy. Y'all are terrible. Yes, we are. All okay. right, James, go ahead. Hasn't, hasn't there been, if you look at the totality of this show, hasn't it really just been good moments? It's like, there's only been like, out of eight seasons, there's probably been 15 great start to finish episodes. Like, that season, like the season finale in season one, where you're like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they're screwed. That was like, a great episode. A great episode. The best like, episode. Yeah, but like, since it's always, ebbs, this show is always ebbs and slow start and it's ebbs and like it's ebbs and flows. Let's go. Okay, here's this low point. Like the last two seasons, even with Negan, has been like, like the episode where uh, Abraham dies. I mean, like that one. If you think about it, the whole entire episode, it wasn't great. It was just at the end, it was like, oh crap, it really got bad. Okay. Like, okay. What happened? Okay. All, All right. right. So with most shows, if they've been on more than five seasons, I think. All right, let, let, let me just put it out there. So what shows that you guys have watched that have had more than five seasons have had more than 15 great episodes? Supernatural. I can say that easy. Like, most seasons, most shows that wow. last four yeah, episodes. Supernatural, what else? That, okay, like, I'll, I'll say, like, and I'm going to, like, a Supernatural, um, S.H.I.E.L.D., like, Shield has some great episodes. Uh, Arrow, like Arrow, Flash, like most of the shows we cover have great episodes. I mean, like have great seasons. Like they'll have their little ebbs and flow, but like most of them had. Oh, this was a good season. This was a bad season. But Walking Dead more has a lot of slow episodes and a lot. I mean, and good moments. It's you never what, like. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Jay, I, I think with The Walking Dead. It's kind of, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I just I think The Walking Dead has suffered from its own popularity, where it's kind of collapsed a little bit under the weight of its own popularity. 
So instead of going in an adventurous route with the show, this is what I think with Frank Durabon was running the show. This was something that, you know, they had no idea what they had on their hands. So they were going to go in any direction they wanted to go. But it got formulaic over time as the show's popularity began to swell. So play, so certain players of the cast get untouchable. So you can't explore certain avenues with their character. Um, you have to create the illusion that this is a, a, a world where anyone can die and they begin to mow and life is precious. So you create that illusion by killing auxiliary characters that really don't mean anything to the overall narrative of the show and people that you're not invested in as the viewer. I think with that, you've had to slow down the writing, slow down the pace sometimes, and kind of get involved with characters whose stories really don't go anywhere. Because there are characters that this, this show has killed off that there's a lot more life left in that character. There's more story to tell. Whereas there are other characters who are still around who their stories may have ended a season or two ago. Like Rosita, for example. There's right. no reason for her to be around. And I'm not going to get into that because I know, you know I'm going to get cut off. But there are certain right. characters in this show who are still around whose stories have ended for what it's worth. Now, one thing and about there are still that, characters whose stories who still should be going. All right. So one thing with this, that unlike a lot of other shows, Walking Dead is just based off a comic book. So some of the decisions they've made are really influenced by what Robert Kirkman has done with the show. I mean, with his uh, comic book. So as far as I've been reading, Rick's still alive. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's some other characters who are pretty much untouchable. But other characters who were in the show much longer than they were in the comic book, you know, and vice versa. Some characters yeah. like Carol got killed off really early. Really early. You know, and that, but that's the, great. Yeah. yeah. What, are you going to follow the comic, or are you going to tell your own story based on the comic? This is I, television. Well, he's, he's working on it. I think he's kind of influencing it. Game of Thrones didn't have that problem because it's like, you, dude, you're taking too long to make these books. We're just going to go our different mm -hmm. way and make, you know, and, and arguably make it better than your books. So because you're mm -hmm. taking too long, and I don't think Walking Dead has that luxury of just being able to do their entire thing based off of how they see it going because they've got to listen to what Kirkman wants to do. And because it's so popular and still so popular, it's kind of like, well, it's not really broke, so we don't really need to change it. People like what we're doing so far. I mean, this show's got a spinoff, and Morgan's going to the spinoff. So it's just a matter of mm -hmm. we need to do just enough so we don't see all our audience going. But the way the show is set up, I don't see a way that they can kind of escape that monotony. S.H.I.E.L.D. had to go into space. They went into a virtual world. They fought demons with Ghost Rider. They can do whatever they want. Walking right. Dead has a concept that works, but there's only so many different things they can do before it starts becoming repetitive. We've seen a town of cannibals. We've seen a guy... A, a, community where one guy's running it and has everybody quaking in their boots so i don't know what else they can really do to to shake things up and i think that's kind of some of why you guys are not as enamored with it as you were before okay jeff i have a question which spinoff is morgan going to fear the walking day fear the walking day halt and catch fire jason I was gonna say, man, Morgan, it was nice knowing you, brother. I won't be seeing what happens to you. <laughs> like, what's what you gonna do if you're in the Walking Dead? I assume the same thing he's doing here, playing. Jerry Stick is all life is precious. 
I can't you kill today. I'll kill tomorrow. <laughs> no, he's playing Morgan. He's going to go in there, and I'm not sure the timeline, if he's going to be new or if this is old school or what. I don't know. I I stopped watching like the four episodes in the last season. Apparently got really good. I need to probably catch up just to see what's going on with Morgan over there. But Morgan's going to join the crew, and I don't know how long he's staying there. Maybe it's like a small run or what, but I know he's showing up in Fear the Walking Dead. How the hell is he going to get over there? I mean, how does anybody get anywhere over in, in, in that show? I mean, just take a bike and just keep driving until you run out of gas or gas. Get or a bus. Aren't they, get on the okay, bus. So aren't they in Mexico? Yeah. I don't know where they are now. I don't think so. I think they left Mexico and are stirring up trouble somewhere else. They're in Mexicali or something like that. Something. But again, Morgan is in, in Alexandria. It is not a sustained no. <laughs> no, no. Especially there's no there's no Chevron kicking out uh, liters of gas everywhere. Like no. Like, That's a hard sell, bro. There's a Walking Dead Uber. They just drive I'll around. Be like, all day. Hey, hey man, pick you up. Okay. It's a hard sell, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, we we've gone two hours, so that's super long. Uh, I don't know. Gunner wanted to take part in a whole defend your movie conversation, so let's wrap this up now. And then next week we come back and we break down and defend our guilty pleasure movie. Uh, I guess we're we're all done on this one. So thank you for listening. This episode of Files Movie Files has been filed. Hope you enjoyed the show. Now I promise to talk about some giveaways on LilesMovieFiles.com. One of them is A Wrinkle in Time. That's Ava DuVernay's new film with Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, and Minnie Kaling, and Chris Pine. So if you want to see it, go to the website, check it out. Also have a screening for The Strangers Pray at Night. I'm afraid of this movie because the last one terrified me, but I want some people to to keep me company in the theater so I don't have to keep an eye shield up the whole time by myself. Also, I am just, I'm probably the last person in the entire world who's playing The Last of Us for the first time on PS4. It's crazy, it's great, and I'm losing sleep already playing this game. So, I'm not going to talk much longer. I've got a lot more gaming to play. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember to check me out on LilesMovieFiles.com or on Twitter at Lyle's Movie Files, and check me out on Instagram as well. I'm everywhere. So, hope you've had, hope you've enjoyed this show. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time, next week. Thanks for listening.